For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, now part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. Remember, always use your head. You look like a dude who should be pumping my fucking gas. This isn't doing it for me. There's, I'm not getting, I'm not getting enjoyment out of this. He was a before the bell rings all star. All right, everybody, it is Wednesday night, May 24th, 2023. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network. You can find us not only on thechairshot.com, but any place that you listen to your podcast. I am DJ, the man with not only the award-winning beard, but the holy beard. The beard has a second designation now. I'm going to tell you that story here in just a few minutes. First, I'm going to wrap around the room and introduce this interesting cast of characters we have on the show here. First... Hailing from the Purple Haze in Cloud Nine, Bucky's tag team partner, a man destined to go through a barbershop window. Jason, sir, how's life? <coughs> Doing wonderful, boys. I'm excited for the weekend. All right. So I, I, I saw your Twitter feed again, and uh, you know, Pe- Pepe had the fork. Listen, listen, <laughs> we're just a 1-1. We're just happy. We'll take it one game at a time. I'm not even saying that in a whatever way. Like, oh, maybe, maybe. I think it was basic. It was border. I don't even believe in sports superstition and whatnot, but enough people do, and enough people who are in high places do. I want to know what was going through every single member of the Miami Heat's decision makers when they said, "Yeah, let's let Aaron, uh, let's let uh, uh, Alex Rodriguez and Derek Jeter into our game." When we're trying to close out Boston in a 3-0 deficit. Let's do that. They might as well invite Larry Bird. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They might as well have invited Larry Bird and like every, and Tom Brady and like, and, and, uh, and they, they honestly, you know what they should have done? They should have put Matt Ryan right on the sideline. (laughs) So like, dude. So of course the Celtics went nuclear and I was like, and midway through the third quarter, I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. I'm watching the Boston Celtics play. That's <laughs> neat. Um, so, yeah, I have no expectations that they will close this thing out. Obviously, the teams that are down 3-0 are one, like 180, excuse me, like 0 and 188 or something like that. So, no, that's not going to happen because um, all it's going to take is one good game from Jimmy Butler. And, yeah, he's got one more good game in him. Um, but in any case, my, I feel much better about the the proceedings, and and if we if we can go out on a somewhat of a high note in that last game, sure, let's uh, let's do that and realize yeah. that our two best players are turning twenty seven and twenty six. So we got a lot of runway, guys. 
Jason is holding on to that precarious thread of hope that his team no. may snatch victory from the jaws. No, of the no, 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 no. Oh, please, no, no. <laughs> we are we are done. I'm I'm excited for the summer, but he's already. I'm excited team. that we're not. I'm excited that we didn't just roll over. Um, yeah, so I know. hate I hate playoff blowouts. I really do. Yeah, I, I hate them. That's. So I have one question for you. One question. One question. The What's all that? important question. Should I bet on the Celtics to cover any of these these games that are left? I mean, I would say I would say that I mean, well, you I would take it one game at a time because you know if you it could be over any second. I don't know that I no don't ask me betting questions about the Celtics. I I can barely <laughs> keep my own, my own head together. It's like, I, well, what's the line? What's the but I, I don't know like. Yeah, I would be. I would feel confident about the Celtics performing well in any given game coming up. Um, so, but if you know the inevitable happens, it happens. All right. Well, let's keep moving here from the Rob the Genius podcast, the Minister of Truth, the Father of Facts and Figures, the Deacon of Data, the official shoot bear of the Mindless Wrestling podcast, and the man with the golden shovel, and a man, according to what you posted a day or so ago, man made a little bit of money on some bets, did you? Uh, yes, I did. I bet um, um, I bet on, like, back-to-back games. I bet uh, I made two separate bets. I bet on uh, Denver to win, and I bet on them to cover. Two separate bets and hit on both of those in the last two games. <laughs> nice. You, you deal, hit on that man. midway through the third quarter. Oh, yeah, but... Um, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So the, the Mindless po- mindless Wrestling Podcast crew is doing all right this week. Uh, me, the, the last five days have been... Actually, no, the last six to six days have been crazy. Uh, and tomorrow's just going to continue the craziness. My son graduates tomorrow, um, and it's it, he lives with his mom, and they live in Port St. Lucie, which is about an hour away from me. And graduation's at eight o'clock in the morning. So I, you know, on a day that I thought I was going to get to sleep in, that ain't going to happen. Going to be up at five, out the door by six. Got to grab breakfast and go. But over the weekend, if you guys listened to us last week, you know that I was going to uh, welcome to Rockville in Daytona, and <clears throat> we did manage to do that. The whole weekend ended up just for start. Let me start here. Daytona International Speedway. If you've never been there, Jason, you've been there, yes? No. No. Oh my it's God, not. dude. I know you're a NASCAR fan. This place it's, is a it's fucking, on the bucket list. Dude, please, please get there as soon as you and Emily can oh. carry yourselves. That place is a fucking monument to ingenuity and 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 just uh, architecture and engineering. Like the place is just mind blowing. And I, I, I have nothing to compare it to because I've not been to any of the other super speedways, but at Daytona, this is my second year in a row going to Rockville and the place is fucking incredible. It's huge. Like it's, it's so massive. I think the seating is like 101,500 and something, I think is the official seating capacity. And it's just, my God, I'm, I'm just in awe of it every time we go. It's one of those things that you just don't – it's like the scale of the some of these wrestlers that we talk about. Like, you do not understand the scale until you see it. Yeah. Like, it just I – mean, like, you don't understand that this thing, every lap they go around, is 2.5 miles. Wow. Oh, yeah. Like, that's huge. 
Well, and to put into so. perspective how the festival was, uh, the festival was laid out. They had two main stages, one at one end turn and the other one all the way at the other end turn. So when you've got back-to-back-to-back bands, you're literally walking from one stage, walking probably no less than three-quarters of a mile to get to the other stage and then back. And there's two other stages set up peripherally um, for some of the smaller acts. So there's so much going on, and they turn this place into a mini city because the whole festival takes place in the infield, like right inside the actual track itself. You actually have to walk over the track to get into the festival, and you go in there, and they've, like I said, they've got the two main stages on either end, and it was a little interesting this year because they had the uh, the Oct- Sirius XM Octane stage, they had the uh, Space Zebra stage, they had the, um, which was the two main ones. Then they had the uh, DWP, which is Danny Wimmer Presents. That's the the promoter that puts this whole thing on. And then I'm trying to think of what the name of the th- – the Rockvillian stage was the other smaller stage. And they're usually at the – like I think once it turned – what do they call it? Turn three. And then the other one's like over by the entrance. And so you just – they turn this whole place into a huge city because there's like five or six bars. There's food vendors. There's merch vendors. They've got like a freaking – O2 place set up for people to get overheated and can't breathe. They had a like a IV hydration booth set up for people that like, it was just insane, man. It was all, all kinds of craziness. Um, but my weekend started Thursday because it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday was the festival. And I had originally put in to have Thursday, Friday, and Monday off so I could recover because my old ass going to a four four-day festival, I need a day to just flatten out and, and recover. So you guys have heard me talk about my job over the last few months. Things have been a little hectic, understaffed, crazy, just for different reasons. I was looking around. Thursday is our busiest day of the week. Friday's hit or miss, but it's still, we're shorthanded. So here's my thing. The festival usually starts, bands start, they open at like one, bands start between one and two. I'm like, all right, Thursday, there's nobody opening that I really am like, press to see so like i'll work thursday until about i'll work till two so i worked i got up because i get up at like 4 35 o'clock in the morning went to work worked till about two got to daytona by about four and we parted all the way until um trying to remember who closed thursday night i think slipknot closed thursday night this whole weekend's a blur uh, we didn't catch any of Slipknot. I had to make a business decision. Uh, we left a little bit early, right before Slipknot hit the stage. Still didn't get home until like 1 o'clock in the morning. Got up at 5, went back to work on Friday. Worked until noon on Friday. We got back to Daytona at about 3 uh, Friday afternoon. Again, party hardy, man. Just rocked it out. Had a good time. And then, you know, slept in a little bit Saturday. And then we did Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, in 48 hours, I had like four hours of sleep. So going into Saturday morning, I was dead on my feet, but we, you know, still rocked it along. All in all, man, amazing, amazing weekend. Some incredible bands. Uh, I'm trying to think of stuff. Like we saw, the, the only down thing was when we got there Thursday, the one of the, two of the bands we wanted to see, one of them was Trivium and the other one was a band called Avatar. When we got there, uh, clouds were moving in, storms were building up a little bit, but we got there just in time to see Avatar set start, and then all of a sudden, everything just stopped. Like, for a second, you think maybe it's mid-song, something they do. No. Like, the lights on the stage went out. They, The guys hauled us off the stage, and then on their big 
titantrons, for lack of a better better word, they put up the storm warnings and they funnel everybody. You have one of several options. If you camped out there that weekend, you could go to your campsite. You could go to your car, but if you went to your car, you had to go back through the entire readmittance process, or you could go over into the bandstands. So we went over to the bandstands, and it it started to feel like a rinse and repeat of last year. Last year's Rockville, we had several major acts that we didn't get to see because it rained like three of the four days on that weekend. Guns N' Roses got rained out. Megadeth got rained out. Uh, Skillet, Shinedown, Breaking Benjamin, uh, there were like two or three other acts that we were really looking forward to seeing that weekend that got rained out. And uh, and so for day one, for them to already have a rain delay, kind of sucked. And we were already, we were starting to get that hangover from 2022. So three songs into Avatar, they cut them off, which sucked because Avatar was really starting to cook. And interesting with Avatar, we saw them about five or six years ago in Lauderdale, and I didn't care for them. But they've got a new album out. They've got some new songs out, and I kind of dig them. So I was looking forward to seeing them, and they were cooking. And then they cut them off, and the rain delay was so long that we never got to see Trivium. So that kind of sucked. Um, a couple other highlights of the weekend. We got to see Avenged Sevenfold, uh, which was – Daytona let me down on this one. Uh, I thought – I like Avenged Sevenfold. I think they're a really good band. But it was a scenario where – and I call this like the St. Anger moment. If you're familiar with St. Anger, you know what I'm talking about. It's the Metallica album that everybody laments. Um, it, I, I always find it interesting when a music act or a um, an actor or somebody like that puts out something they know that wasn't received well and they're self-aware of it. Uh, the lead singer for Ben Sevenfold was talking about, oh, you know, guys, we put out a, you know, because he was talking about the pandemic and how they haven't gone on tour, put out any music in like five years. He's like, so uh, we put up some some new music recently. If you'd call it that, it's kind of, I guess, sounds. <laughs> and, you know, the crowd was kind of letting them know. But they, they went in and played one of the new songs, and it was all right. But, again, we had to make a business decision. It was getting late. I was dead on my feet on Friday night. So wow. we cut we oh, cut a sevenfold off. Ten to on that on that note, because uh... – like um, a few years ago, you two put out like maybe their, their worst album. It was called No Line on the Horizon. And they went on tour. And the first half of the tour, they played songs from the album. The second half of the tour, they didn't. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it, it, it's always funny when they when they acknowledge it. Like Metallica <laughs> did that two years ago at Rockville. They they played, they're like, oh, we're going to play something off of St. Anger. And you can just hear the crowd booing it. And, and Headfield's like, yeah, we know, we know. He's like, just let it ride. We'll get through it. <laughs> And they just kept on going. Well, then Sevenfold did the same thing. They played a couple of songs and, you know, they played their bigger hits. And if you listen to them, you know what their their bigger hits are. But we left with like maybe three or four songs left. And again, we're talking, when I talk about this festival, we're talking tens of thousands of people are here. And this weekend, uh, Welcome to Rockville officially became the largest uh the largest musical festival in the United States. And conservatively speaking on a, on a slow day, there was probably 50,000 people there. So imagine trying to, it's basically, it's literally the WrestleMania of music festivals I'm at right now. And I'm looking around, I'm like, I don't want to get buried in parking trying to get out of here. Cause we'll be here for three hours just trying to get out of parking lot. So we left, we got back in on Saturday and we were ordering some drinks from the Jack Daniels girl. And she was talking about how, they didn't even finish because they were the closing act. They didn't even finish their set. 
Like they were supposed to play from 10:15 to 11:45. At 10:30, they shut it down and walked off because they were getting booed from the crowd. And I don't know whether they started playing some new music or what happened, but yeah, the crowd pretty much just booed them right off stage. I'm like, how shitty is that? <clears throat> so yeah, you, it's always you playing the new stuff when you're on tour. Well, and that was the thing. Tina said that about Godsmack. We watched Godsmack on Saturday or Sunday. I'm trying to remember whatever day Godsmack played on. They played all the hits, and it was fun. But then, like, halfway through their set, they went into this dueling drum solo. And it was cool as shit. But Tina's like, I came here to listen to the hits. She's like, this is the kind of stuff you do when you're on your own tour, out on your own dates, not at a festival. When you come to the festival, you've got... 45 minutes to an hour to play, play the hits and get the hell off stage, okay. you know, so we can go to the next, we can go to the next thing. I don't want to hear guitar solos. I don't want to hear extended drum solos. And what they did was after the drum solo, they went in and they played like the intro to other people's music. Like they played the intro to a Pink Floyd song and uh, Enter Sandman and a couple other things. And it sounded really good. Like it really was. It was, it was fun to watch. But at the same time, she's sitting there tapping her foot because she's like, I want to hear a song. Like, I want to hear some of your music. This is what I came to see. So she was getting a little frustrated with that. Um, one of the highlights for the weekend, and this is this is um, kind of plays in, I know this is a wrestling podcast, and this kind of plays into some wrestling discussion. One of the highlights for me for the weekend, believe it or not, was Alice by God Cooper. Let me tell you something, pals. I was like a 19-year-old kid again with a big old cheese grin watching Alice Cooper play and he was so damn good. He was so just fluid and natural. And, you know, there's probably people that have seen him a hundred times thinking, ah, at 70 something years old, he's phoning it in. But for me, it was my first time ever seeing him. He played all the hits. He did. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Alice Cooper's stage set. Um, no. It's a bit theatric no. and there he's historically known for doing a couple of different gimmicky things. Like there's one time where he, kind of impales somebody with something. There's another time where he they do a they do a guillotine spot on him and cut his head off in mid-show. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> dude, it was freaking incredible. But I was sitting there thinking, okay, this is a festival. They're only going to give Alice Cooper like 45 minutes, maybe an hour, because he wasn't the headliner. He was like uh, third down from the headliner, second or third down from the, the headliners. So, But they gave him an hour. So I'm so like, he's hey, not going to. He, he'd be a headliner in Saudi Arabia. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you see, see, why you got to do that? <laughs> see? Man. Uh, Sorry to our three Saudi Arabian listeners. Jason's insensitive. No. <laughs> see, I'm talking about the triple main event that they have at Night of Champions. That was a joke on that. That was Jeez. God. We just did an all-time low here, pals. I know, right? <laughs> Anywho... <laughs> So I was thinking, there's no way they're going to do that that kind of stuff. And then he did. Like, towards the end of the set, they brought out the guillotine. They do the whole thing with him. I look over at Tina. She's loving it. Which And I was glad she got to see him. I'm glad because they do these little legacy acts. Like, last year they had Kiss. Um, you know, this year they had Alice Cooper. They had Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie knocked it out of the park. He was absolutely incredible. But, yeah, it's just, it was so fun to see Alice Cooper up there again. And I equate that to wrestling because so many times people will complain when WWE or, you know, to a lesser degree, AEW or somebody else will bring back like a Goldberg or, you know, uh, somebody like a Shawn Michaels before he finally called it quits. There's a reason why they do this stuff, guys. 
You know, these people are still a draw. There's still value there. And and uh, by God, if you don't think they were thousands deep to see Alice Cooper, you are out of your mind. They were as far back as you could see. People were plugged in to see Alice Cooper. It was amazing. Yeah, and look, um, do stuff and, for the old heads. And you know, not um, not to make this a political thing, but look at the Democratic convention. One of the biggest hits is when Bill Clinton takes the stage. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they you know they they bring him out there every year and. Yep. And he gets a nice crowd pop, doesn't he? Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, not just because well, people agree with policies or whatever, but you know, but, you know, I mean, Bill is one. President of the, Clinton. Yeah, and look, he's one of the best people to ever do political speeches ever, and he always is a big hit. Um, yeah. Yep. He's a big pop. Yeah. Um, can I also draw another analogy from your uh, music, your music experience there? So for a second, I want to take a moment and defend Saint Anger. Uh, because that was my, like, I was, what, 13, 14, 15, when that, when they were going through that era of their music, like, I Disappear, the song they did for Mission Impossible, will pop me to this day, because I just loved that song. Oh, that's so, a great song, but that wasn't on St. Anger. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, like, that kind of butt-rocky era that they were in. Yeah. Um. I, and I and I stuff off St. Anger too. I, I I like it. I mean, yeah. Is it their best stuff? No. But again, like uh, he was saying at the show, like, hey, we're just gonna play this one or two songs, and then we're gonna get through it. Cause you yeah. know what? There's somebody in the crowd that is gonna pop for I disappear, and it was gonna be me. Oh well, there were so, people that liked saying you know, St. Anger. I'm not one of them, but right. it, it just it's just one of those things. But yeah, like you said, Alice Cooper absolutely knocked it out of the park. It was a lot of fun. And seeing the guillotine spot, you know, live and in person was really cool. Uh, a couple of the highlights, like you said, Rob Zombie was really a lot of fun. Evanescence was incredible. Uh, we saw Evanescence, wow. I think they played right after um, Alice Cooper did. And Amy Lee still got it, man. Absolutely yeah, incredible yeah. voice, incredible live presence. So, so damn good. Um, did, couple of, did she play? Did they play the Daredevil song? They did. They they closed oh, with excellent. it. Obviously. That was the that was the closing song. And she, again, dude, she knocked it out of the park. I, I always enjoy positive. acts that sound as good live as they do in the studio. There's a lot of bands mm-hmm. that I've seen over the years that you know they're they're obviously their strength is in the studio. A uh, couple of couple of surprises this weekend. One's a, a newer band that I like called Motionless and White. Uh, absolutely incredible, incredible live set. They were really, really good live. And again, sounded just as good live as, as they did in the studio. And another one that I was really um, caught me off guard, uh, Jason Bonham, John Bonham of um, Led Zeppelin fame. His son has been touring forever and a day, just trying to keep the Led Zeppelin music alive. And he had what's called, uh, I think it's called the Jason Bonham Led Zeppelin experience or something like that. And they played probably for about 45 minutes to an hour of just all the old Led Zeppelin hits. And it was really freaking good. Like, I was like, I'm, I'm a little, I, I don't mind tribute backs as long as they're really good. The I won't say the lead singer was Robert Plant, but he was a damn good facsimile. You know, mm-hmm. Jason Bonham's a, a hell of a great drummer. He had a great backup band with him. And if you like Led Zeppelin stuff, it was great. We threw a blanket out in the field. We sat probably... 200 yards back from the stage, just laid out, had a drink, listened to Led Zeppelin music played by, you know, a legacy kid. 
and or a, a, you know, but basically a, a legacy kid. We should sure I don't want to say nepotism kid, but a legacy kid. And it was it was a nice surprise. Like I didn't know what we were going to get out of it, and we got a really good show. Good. So yeah, definitely, if you're a fan of Led Zeppelin, go check that out because it's it's a lot of fun. It's incredible. He plays all the hits, and they sound really good live. Um, <clears throat> couple little things, little just little um tweaks that they did this year that I had some complaints about. One was where they put the DWP stage. Um, last year, they had that stage in what can only be described if you're at a carnival, like the Midway. Um, there's like this little sectioned off area where they have vendors and food, and then they had a couple carnival rides there. They had the stage over there last year. This year, they had the stage literally like right at the entrance to get in, but it was on the back side of the uh, the Octane stage, and the band that was there was kind of getting buried by whoever was playing on the octane stage now they tried to time it to where there really wasn't a whole lot of overlap but there were times where there was so i i thought the placement of the stage there was a little weird um they moved the merch table this year which was a good bad thing they put the merch table where the dwp stage used to be um which was a bad thing uh, i was just in a weird place the good thing was they covered it this year last year they had it open almost completely open air and it rained and everybody got soaked it was shitty um other than that man at rockville what an amazing experience if you're a fan of like heavy metal and hard rock and you can get down to daytona next year go to this festival you will not be disappointed i know the weather is hit or miss in florida last year we got a lot of rain we missed a lot of bands a lot of people complained about that um, I looked at it this way last year. There were there, there's like a hundred bands over the whole four day weekend that play, and for what we paid, it literally ends up being like ten to twelve dollars per band is the cost of your ticket. <clears throat> and when we figured in everyone we saw that we got to see, even the one though we missed out on a lot of the ones. I mean, we got to see Kiss. We got to see um, Five Finger Death Punch. We got to see uh, In This Moment, Hailstorm, part of Shine Up. It's just, we saw probably 20 or 30 bands, <laughs> even though there was five or six that we didn't get to see. So you, you take that chance when you come to Florida. There's, it's, and the other, the shitty thing about Florida is it could rain at three o'clock and be done by 3.20. And the sun could be right back out and you're right back to business or it could rain for four hours, you know, so. But all in all, man, what a mind-blowing weekend. And as far as my story about the beard, okay. So how is the beard holy now? So I go on Friday, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go full fucking rock star here. I got a freaking like a kilt and a tank top on. I'm looking pretty rugged. I'm looking pretty just badass, okay? And I'm standing there, and I'm watching, uh, I think it was Motionless and White. And I'm just standing there, and Tina had wandered off. Because Tina makes friends everywhere, so she's probably talking to somebody. Or she went to get a drink or something. I'm standing there, I'm standing there. This guy walks by me, he stops, he slaps my shoulder. And he looks at me, and he looks at the beard. He's like, you're doing the Lord's work, pal. And he kept on walking. <laughs> 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 I looked at Tina, I'm like, some guy just told me I'm doing the Lord's work. She's like, oh, really? I'm like, yep, you know what that means, right? That means the beard is holy. <laughs> That's it. Well, look, if I was more clever, I would come up with a joke about the name Motionless and White. But, you know. <laughs> hey. 
Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not clever enough for that. So, I'll leave it thank God. Now, I, I think we've made enough inappropriate jokes for one podcast episode. Thank you very much. A <laughs> couple of side notes. There were quite a few wrestlers at this uh, festival this year. Um, I know yeah. for a fact. Uh, God, what was the name? Uh, Rob showed me one. Tatum Paxley was there. Shotzi Blackheart oh. was there. Karrion Cross and Scarlet were there. Who Gacy else was there? Casey. Good Joe Gacy. Oh, good. That's right. Joe Gacy. That's the one you said. I didn't see him. I'm 99.9% sure Gigi Dolan walked past us. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to tell. There's more than one girl there with orange hair. But Gigi also has an identifiable feature that's hard to miss. And I got called out on that when I tapped Tina on the shoulder and pointed at the orange haired girl and said, I'm pretty sure that's Gigi Dolan. Yep, I can tell how you recognized her. <laughs> so I was like, "You're the one that pointed it out." <laughs> <laughs> well, what what is that saying? That's awesome. You noticed her ass. I'm like, "Yes," with a tear oh, in my God. eyes. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh my God. But no, it was cool to see a lot of them posted on their Instagram stories that they were at Rockville. Uh, Carrying Cross was like right up front for Pantera. Which, side note, I, I've never been a huge Pantera fan. Like, they have songs that I like, but in general, they're just a little bit more hard than I've enjoyed my music. Um, if you like Pantera, they were freaking incredible. Like, they really were. We stayed for about three or four songs. They were freaking just mind-blowing, incredible live. Sounded just as good live as they did in the studio. And I realize it's not the full band with, you know, obviously Dime you know, being well, well since gone. And then uh, Vinny passing away a few years ago, you're pretty much left with Phil Salmo. I always forget the bass player. I don't know who's playing drums for them now. And then Zach Wild is, was playing guitar for him. Zach Wild's always a pleasure to see, um, you know, longtime Aussie contributor and, you know, singer and lead guitarist of the Black Label Society, as well as whatever other projects he's got going on on any given day. Uh, but they were incredible. Like I said, not my, not really a big fan of theirs, but I cannot, I cannot, have, I don't have a bad word to say about their live set, man. They were awesome. And again, it was neat to see them in some capacity back together um, after so many years, you know, of playing music that we never thought we'd hear them play live again. So, anywho, now that I've, you know, monopolized about 30 minutes of the podcast talking about my weekend. Let's, uh, let's, let's, this is a wrestling podcast, and uh, we, we probably ought to get in here and talk a little bit of wrestling, and we've got a lot of wrestling coming up this weekend, gentlemen. Like, yes, from Friday to Sunday, it is wall-to-wall with wrestling. Yeah, it's going to be busy. Yeah, this, so. might, like, this might be the most packed wrestling weekend. Because um, everybody's got something to think. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean this is this is almost like this is this is like mania weekend almost. Yeah, just stuff going on. Well, because yeah. it starts Friday with TNA. They have a they're one of their half show their specials, not a pay per view, but their their network special, right, Rob? Oh, well, it's, it's like um, well, I guess it's well, it is a pay per view. It's like their um. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's um, they have their B basically. They have you know their. A level pay per views, and then they have their, you know, they have their like kind of B shows, and the B shows they run on Friday, and they run on Fridays, and they they're ten dollars. 
Which, yeah, these are the ones that are also on Impact Plus, right? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah. That's <clears> also <throat> on uh, Fight, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's, that's so. why, yeah, because it's, it's 10 I may order there. that on Fight. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to, uh, Scott Demore, you owe me uh, some some money here for plugging your show here. <laughs> <laughs> you getting free, you getting free, uh, free press here on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, here, um, so this Friday, yeah, you can order on Fight TV. It's also on Impact Plus. Uh, if you don't want to subscribe for Impact Plus, then it is $10 on Fight TV. Uh, you cannot beat that price. This is a, I mean, it's, this is, they're having like six or seven matches, I think. So it's for all intents and purposes, it's a, you know, normal size pay-per-view and it's $10. If you order it on Fight TV, then it you're basically buying a digital copy of it. You get unlimited replays. Uh, pretty good value. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've I've ordered a bunch of I've ordered several impact pay-per-views on Fight TV. I've ordered some other stuff on Fight TV, some old Ring of Honor stuff. Um Fight TV is a it's a great service. Uh if you got a smart TV, there's a Fight TV app. So that means you don't have to watch it on your phone. You don't have to watch it on a laptop. You can whatever the big screen is isn't in your house. If you have a smart TV, you can watch it there and you can watch it for ten dollars. And <clears throat> this is also where our you know uh, girl Trinity, or formerly Naomi, and WWE would be making her pay-per-view debut in there. Oh yeah, we're getting that shit. Yes, and that and that's you know that that's that's one of the big hooks here. That's, yeah, that's not even me. My wife told me a couple of days ago. <laughs> she was like, "Hey, with that show Trinity," I'm like, oh, "What?" She's like, "We're getting it. It's Friday." I'm like, oh, "Okay, yeah. sounds good." And um, she's gonna be wrestling Giselle Shaw, and that should be that should be a good match. And I'm they're gonna give I'm guarantee you they're gonna give them time to work and they're going to have a good match um there also is there's some other matches on the show um for um the uh, knockouts title jordan grace is challenging diana perrazzo that should be great oh that should be a a freaking knockdown drag out right there yeah and what's um, the name of the show the name of the show is the what is the name of the show under siege under siege yeah they are yes and um and the stipulation of that match, it's one of those, if Jordan does not win the title, she can't challenge it for it again as long as Deanna is champion. And, well, those ten, those matches tend to not go very well for the challenger. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody I don't think anybody in recent memory has won one of those yet. Um, now, is Deanna the champion? I haven't followed Impact in forever. Uh, that, 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 that belt's vacant right now, right? Well, no, uh, they had a match to fill it, and Deanna won the match. Okay. See, I'm not caught up. I know... Uh, uh, Mickey James had to advocate because of her injury. Yes, um, and that was the last I heard. Yes, um, so Diana is that she's the champion now, um, and there's a real good chance that might end up being the main event because they had a injury situation with the men's world title, and um, Steve Macklin is the world champion, and ain't nobody paying to see Steve Macklin in the main event. Sorry, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> real quick before we get into it, speaking of injuries, we got to mention a couple of things real quick. Dakota Kai and Liv Morgan, uh, both injured, what, about a week or so ago on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, Dakota Kai with what sounds like it's uh, ACL or yeah. MCL. It's, a, it's a basically it's a knee injury. And yeah. then Liv Morgan with the rotator cuff tear. Uh, just horrible, shitty luck for both of those girls. Hope they heal up. Uh, I anticipate them being out. If Dakota's not out for the rest of the year, I'd be shocked. And yeah. uh, live probably pretty close. Uh, both of those ladies get well soon. Uh, that way you can get back to work. 
Yeah, and um, and also um, Mercedes broke her ankle. That's right. I forgot about that. Mercedes Monet breaking her ankle in uh, in in a championship match over the weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, soon to her. God. So yeah, it's been a, been a rough. Uh, yeah. Years it's been a rough week for injuries here. And I, look, I felt really. Crap oh, and we. I'm sorry, I just need to. We need our weekly touch. People go outside and touch grass corner. Um, it's okay that they talked about uh, Liv getting injured and Dakota being the one to do it and not talking about Dakota's injury and not being weird and being weird about it. And everyone's being weird about it. I need you to understand that they are fictional characters. They are playing television. They're playing people on television. Dakota Kai is a bad guy. She has spent the last year and year plus bullying the rest of the main roster. They're not going to play the sympathy card for her on television. And 90% of this audience is not as plugged in as we are. So touch right. grass, please. <laughs> it's okay, guys. Yeah, so because there are some people who thought Corey Graves was saying that Dakota was unsafe or something. And no. It's not what he was no. saying. No. Okay. It's not. No. I mean, and look, they, they used to do this. To, see, they used to do this all the time. People would get a real injury and then they would come up with a kayfabe story to cover for the injury. Yeah, that's like that's wrestling one on one. Yeah, and and then um, because if you know if if because it's a possibility in the future that you know you can do something with that, and you know um, if they well, want, there's a ready made one on one match for Dakota Kai and Liv Morgan whenever they're both healthy again. It's right there. Right. Yeah, and um, so and Dakota can fire right back with, "Hey, I got hurt too, and nobody gave a shit." Right. So, and, I mean, we're, and boom, we're off to the races, everyone. It yeah. writes itself. Right. Yeah, I mean, and bang, it, it, three months. Good and, job. And so, look, I mean, guys, we need, you know, we need to normalize them making, you know, finding a way to make kayfabe out of things. Because okay, that's, that's what they used to always do. Right. They used to always do that. I mean, unless unless you were Magnum TA in the car accident. Where you just can't kayfabe that because the guy was almost died and he couldn't wrestle anymore. Right? If it's not something like that, yeah, then you find. I it. thought, I thought we had all reached some sort of understanding when Drew McIntyre said that he was going to finish the job leukemia had started, and no one really was just like, "Ah, eh, okay." So I think we're. I thought we were all past this. I thought People we were like, "Okay, we can, we can pretend." It's it's we Drew McIntyre, and there's a larger population that really likes drew mcintyre than does Corey graves they they tend to not be able to dissociate Corey graves the tv guy to Corey graves and i guess that's a bad comparison because you're one they don't like and the other one they're not right. supposed to like so they have a hard yeah. time separating uh, that must be really him because he really plays himself on TV. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. yeah no, no. Aye, aye, aye. So, yes, guys, look, yes, I mean, in the past, you, you always, if if you can kayfabe anything. It's it's literally making chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yes. Yep. It's like, okay. hey, two of, two of my people got hurt, and I'm screwed for the next couple of months. Well, at least when they get back, I can have something to go with. Yeah, because um, I mean, uh, it was a Road Warrior animal. Um, he um, they, they did an angle with the Road Warriors feeding the powers of pain, and 
they did a whole thing where they slammed they slammed him into a what was supposed to be a rack of weights. And of course he didn't he didn't die from this, by the way, getting slammed head first into a rack of weights, but right. getting slammed so hard that it knocked the whole rack over, by the way. <laughs> Cody but, Rhodes just went through a a a bowling lane of empty kegs. Yes. And like I, Yes. Okay, and, guys, you don't care. But but it turned out that Animal actually had like cracked his orbital bone or something in a match. Ooh, that's so so they did the angle to cover for it. They did the angle. They made you know, they took the real life injury and you right. know they did a kayfabe thing with it and added heat to the feud. Um, so that type of stuff happens. Seth Rollins picked. Uh, excuse me, Cody Rhodes pectoral muscle. Anyone? Yeah, and and that's so no. you know that's tradition in how they do stuff. They take if if you know if, they, if there's a real life injury that they can make something out of if they can make something out of it. They exactly, do. and they do it, and again, like you said, and uh, Dakota's the heel, and so yes, they you have to say on commentary that Dakota put her out of action. Um, right. it's not it's not saying that Dakota is unsafe, or no, it's not. Okay. It said it said the bad guy got a little too violent and crazy. Right, and so come That's on, guys. It. we we gotta you know we gotta we gotta get back to. Not getting crazy about this stuff. It, again, if you didn't know the story, if you had no idea about these people's lives, if you weren't plugged in on Twitter and whatnot, it would be the exact same thing as like Brock and Cody. It's just like I don't know. It's the same thing as I don't know. It's just very, very people. We're way too plugged in. We yeah. are. You know, yeah. it's too much inside baseball, and it's killing us. All right. Well, let's move on from that. Let's get. We got a lot of wrestling to talk about. We got two WWE events going on this weekend. You know, we have uh, Clash of Champions or Night of Champions. I'm sorry, I'm still used to Clash of Champions. Well, look, they, and, change, they change the name every couple of years. They go from Clash of Champions to Night of Champions, and they. Well, I don't say freaking pick one because was, I'm doing a podcast here. I'm getting a little confused. <laughs> it was literally Night of Champions when I first started watching again, and then they changed it to Clash, and now we're back. Well, they should call it Bash at the Champions Battleground. That's what they should call it from now on. It's Perfect. Bash at the Champions Battleground. Okay? I love there it. There we go. That's a terrible name. Uh, Don't ever get this. is how we came uh, up with Listen, it's Jam in the Sand 8. Yeah, thank you, Chris Platt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's much better at naming things than I am. That's why this podcast Shout is called the Mindless Chris Wrestling Platt. Podcast, because I suck at naming shit. So, <laughs> anyway, that's why they don't put me in charge of that. I had to refer to I had to uh, defer to Rob to even name the podcast last week. It was terrible, the the episode. Anywho, let's get into it. Jason is our is our yes. our, our man in charge of this. He's going to pull up the card. Which one are we doing first, Jason? I figure we can fire through. We don't have to go match by match, break it down of battleground. Um, because I don't um I don't know. I know we're all not super super plugged into NXT. I'm I'm not. I'm going to the show. And I've obviously been like half paying attention to NXT because of the playoffs. I haven't watched a minute of NXT since I left my dad's house six weeks ago. Other than what little clips I get online here and there, I've been so dialed into other projects and things. Um, Yeah, I I haven't watched it. And I'm I'm ashamed to say that, but I will be watching this weekend. All that being said, holy shit, Battleground is a perfect name for this show because there's a lot of violence on this card. Um, so I, again, we don't have to go match by match by match. 
Um, but the highlights, we have the tag team championships on the line with Gallus versus the Cree brothers. Uh, again, uh, not too much to say here, just violence. It's, it's hoss fight. Absolute yeah. hoss yeah. fight right yeah. here, man. Yep. Let's, I don't even care who wins. We're getting a hoss fight. No. We're all winning. Yeah. No, I don't care. I, I don't even care for Gallus just as an act by enjoy watching them wrestle. Um, and the Creed brothers are amazing. So yeah, whoever wins, it's one of those who wins the fans. Yep. Yes. So, and again, I think going up to, so this one's big for me. We have Ilya Dragunov versus Dijak in a last man standing match. Dijak making his big return to Boston. He's from around here. He did the indies around here. Um, so now he's going to be on the WWE cock uh, live from Boston, which is going to be pretty freaking cool for that guy. Also, uh, Ilya Dragunov stood tall the last three times they interacted. If uh, Dijak has lost his like, like last three feuds. Can't do that. We can't do the, lose, the loser in the hometown thing here. We got to do it. The heels got to win. We got to win. Otherwise, we are weird going nowhere with this dude. And I'm not even saying that because I'm personally invested in him. I think his character right now is like fine at best. It's enough to get him on screen. And it's enough to get him going. And it's not, it's not boring me to tears. Awesome. I love watching the dude wrestle. So, but yeah, good God, this dude needs to win. I, I, I said it on Twitter. I might rush Hickenbottom in gorilla. If, if Dragonov comes, <laughs> comes up. Comes up strong in this one. I am gonna rush that man, and he he won't see me coming. Trust me. And look, look, look. <laughs> uh, Jason beat me to it. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, we're well, not talking. We were gonna get by with only one inappropriate joke tonight, but there's the other. I one. was gonna, say, dude. No, uh, hey, we're in the same boat there uh, in that regard. So neither one of us is gonna see which way the other one's going. So oh, I've got a wonky eye too, battle. buddy. I can't pick on anybody. I've got a lazy eye. <laughs> Well, look, I mean, well, I'll just say this. Um, look, it's a last man standing match. So if if they if they're weird about you know not wanting Dragon off to get pinned by somebody, then yes, it's a last man standing match. You can you, this is the time to do to have him take a loss because he just you can run over him with a car. handcuffed to something. Or yeah, he like yeah. it's buried under a bunch of shit. Just like <laughs> there's a way to write this. So Dijak wins and Dragonov loses almost nothing. Yeah, exactly. And, so there, you can, plenty of ways to do yeah. that. So yes, I, I agree with Jason. Um, Dijak should win this match because we're 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 at uh, what are we doing? Time. If yeah, we're we're getting close to retribution. Like, what are we doing here? Kind of stuff. Like we were with uh with um T bar. Oh my gosh. No, not T bar. Uh, yeah, we're almost back to Finn Balor. Judgment Day. Yeah. Judgment Day and that whole thing where they were in limbo for a little while before they pulled their tail. Their the it out of the tailspin yeah man we we need a w here absolutely so, um next up we have the north america championship i know we said we won't go card by car but we'll go fast uh wesley is the champion he's facing off against tyler Bate and joe gacy i think this is this i mean joe gacy has definitely been the antagonist in this whole thing um i know enough to tell you that um and yeah J- gacy's been doing great uh, I could see Wesley keep it chugging. I could see Joe Gacy win it and, you know, could be kind of become the one of the de facto bad guys of um, NXT if he's not already. So 
Uh, anybody else got anything there? Uh, yeah, uh, think, go yeah. ahead, Rob. I think uh, either Wes keeps it or we're, we're almost to what are we doing with Gacy here, too. Yeah, you beat me yep. to it, Rob. Yeah, so... He's got uh, the whole faction. He needs to. He needs to do something. Yeah, if we're gonna yeah. legitimize schism, he has to win here. Yeah, there, there's yeah. got to be a championship under uh, under someone's belt in that faction if we're gonna legitimize this as a threat. Yeah. Right. So uh, there we go. And it's you know the pebble is a long way away from the women's championship. Not that she won't get there. But anyway, uh, let's see. Next we have a – I'm excited for this, and this only got added a couple of days – or a couple of weeks ago maybe, maybe only a week. Noam Dar is defending his uh, NXT Heritage Cup in a British Rounds Rules match. I don't know what that is. For – against Dragon Lee. Uh, I don't know what this match is. I'm excited I... because Noam Dar is entertaining. Dragon Lee is awesome. Uh, yeah. Cool. I'm not a big fan of these rounds matches. There was a promotion probably about 25, 30 years ago. I guess probably it's probably about 30, about 30 years ago. And I don't remember the name of it, but Tito Santana was the basically the face of that company, and they wrestled in rounds. And it uh, maybe they'll do something special here, but it, it I don't care for the format. It kind of takes me out of the match because as soon as somebody gets cooking, you know, the round is over. So yeah. I, I interesting to see Noam Dar back on TV again. I, I, be perfectly honest with you and the listeners, I didn't even know he was still with the company. Um, but yeah, yeah it's it's interesting. To see, he was a hell of a worker, hell of a worker, and you know this this Heritage Cup thing gives him something to do. So you know, it'd be I mean, interesting to see. I mean, few, we've had a few Supernova sessions on uh, on NXT. Yeah. Yeah. Just yep. So he's. He's had his talk show segment. He's been he's been a main. He's only been back. You you're right. He, he hasn't been back very long. Um, but yeah, it's only been like been, a month or yeah. two. Yeah, it has. I just remember the thing with him and uh, Alicia Fox two years ago, and the way he was like Alicia Fox, the way he was Alicia Fox. He's, he's Scottish, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's Scottish. No, he's got a heavy accent. Yeah. I thought he was Scottish. Yeah. I'm I mean, I'll watch it. It's not like I'm going to go take a bathroom break on it because, I, you know, I'm genuinely curious as to what they're going to do. I just know the last time I watched a match of that format, I was like, what are we doing? Hmm. Rob, what do you got here? Um, I think um, I'm not sure. I think I'll go with Noam Dar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have no idea who's going to win. Uh, I'm but Again, the fans. But I mean. Uh, you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go ahead, bro. I was if, if, if it's feeling like if it's feeling like break time, that that might be that might be where it happens. Though How you really think you. they're going to bring Dragon Lee in on all this pomp and circumstance and have him lose to Noam Dar? I mean, uh, I mean it's Noam Dar. You can win by hook or by crook and whatever. Win. And it's not. I don't think losing your mat the match for the NXT Heritage Cup is some great like. Oh no, what are we going to do now with Dragon Lee? He's absolutely buried, pal. If he doesn't win this, yeah, uh, right. Absolutely bare. What are we doing here? He's retribution he 3.0. He loses that on Sunday. I'm going to put him in a second, the second match of the show on Tuesday, and we're going to be fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's next? Uh, next, we got Le- uh, Lyra, Lyra? Lyra Valkyrie, Valkyra uh, versus Tiffany Stratton for the vacant NXT Women's Championship. I have nothing to say here except... Uh, Tiffany Stratton is fantastic at all, uh, uh, just about every part of professional wrestling, and she's just fantastic to watch. So yeah, strap that girl up. I'm I'm good. Let's go. I I am I am ready to have a Tiffany epiphany in Boston. Uh, Rob, I was surprised it ended up this way because I thought they were going to just do Cora and Roxanne for the final. Um, um, I think yeah, I think Tiffany's going to win this. I I don't know, I think it's still a little early, maybe. I mean, like she's like she's been great, um, but it's still been in kind of that really tight, confined, you know, circumstance. Um, but if look if if she if they think she's ready to start, you know, doing longer matches, et cetera, et cetera, then, then obviously it'll prove to be the right move. Um, I guess I was just, I was surprised. I just, I was, uh, that they, mm-hmm. you know, that, that this ended up being the final. Yeah. Um, because now I'm just kind of wondering, okay, are, are they going to call Roxanne up? Um, cause we're kind of getting to that point now where, I mean, unless they're going to have her feud with Tiffany over the title, you know, right. then, um, but she lost, I mean, clean, you know, in the middle of the ring to her Tuesday. So I don't see how you exactly go to that. Um, I just make, yeah, it makes me wonder, are they going to, are they going to call Roxanne up? I don't know. Um, because, well, I think she's ready to do the ring work. You know, um, it's real crowded up there right now. Um, so um, I would have rather them <laughs> waited if that's a bit if that's what they plan on doing. So I guess I'm just I'm just kind of surprised and a little not sure what's going on here there. Nah, it's um, interesting. I, I'm going to go against the grain and go with the lyrical Val, Valkyrie. That's uh, okay. I, I think she she's got the experience and I, I think that's what they need right now uh, at the top of the women's card. All right. Here we go. All right. So next, last up, we have the championship match. We have the championship. Uh, he am 
Car- it's Carmelo Hayes defending against Braun Breaker, the new badass evil Braun Breaker. I don't know, man. Uh, Braun Breaker, I guess they had to give him a shot at being a heel. He just strikes me as a high school bully who doesn't believe in anything he's saying. Um, the It gives him an excuse to be awesome and explosive in the ring and, like, extra violent, which is cool. And he truly – he wrestle he can wrestle like a heel, no problem. Uh, any of his promos, I'm much – I'm way more okay with the – I'm the hero, Braun Breaker, and I'm going to whoop your ass. Uh, I will watch that for 18 months. Um, this is – he's just kind of – but, again, maybe that's what I'm supposed to think. In any case, I think Carmelo is definitely retaining. I don't think we need a third championship reign of Braun Breaker. Um, at least for a while. Maybe he stays in NXT for a while. Because, again, Rob, as Marl mentioned, kind of crowded right now and on both brands and both you know divisions. So, yeah, I'd look for Carmelo Hayes to win here and get the hometown Boston pop um, for once. I think uh, hopefully Hickenbottom does the right thing. Uh, DJ, anything to say here? Uh, not much. I, I think Carmelo Hayes you know, retains. Um be interesting to see what they do with Braun. It's, I know we've talked a lot about Braun needing to cook a little longer in NXT, but maybe maybe it's time to go ahead and bring him up to the main roster and just let him get some road reps. Let him get out there and work on the road with some of these veterans. Um, they, they definitely need to work on his promos. Like, whatever character they're going to go with with him, for me at this point, the promos, the believability of the character – I, I finally figured out this is my problem with Braun Breaker. It's not his in-ring ability. He's grown by leaps and bounds in the ring. He's an elite athlete. He looks like a tough guy. He legitimately is a tough guy. Aesthetically, to look at him unplugged, he looks the part. And then he starts talking. And I'm like, that. That's it. There's no belief in the character. And it's going to take some time. Again, this guy's still developing. He's still trying to find himself. And and he's really kind of been fast-tracked to be the next big thing. So he's trying to figure out the ring reps while also trying to figure out the character work in a very short period of time. So, you know, I, I've perhaps been a little unfair on Braun Breaker in the past. Um, I think for the, what, 24, 36 months that the guy's actually been doing coming up on what? 24 months he's been doing this now? Uh, a little over? Yeah. When did he start? 21? Yeah, it was It was like October 21. Of 20? It was yeah. October 21. So we're coming up on 24 months that, that he's been doing this. He's grown by leaps and bounds. I have to be fair to that. But I, I really think the next piece of the puzzle for him is that believability of character. Whether he's a heel, whether he's a baby face, it's that last piece of the puzzle He's like he's like the reverse Goldberg. Goldberg wasn't great in the ring, but by God, Goldberg believed in the Goldberg character. The character Goldberg was believable. With Braun Breaker, it's the opposite. The guy's great in the ring. Like, he's a believable badass in the ring, but the character is still a work in progress. I think maybe you get him up to the main roster, you get him working with some of the vets, and you slowly drop him into little angles Give him something that gets him on TV, see how he does with it. Put him on the road, get him some reps, you know, get get him in the loop and and let's see how he thrives. Let's see how he grows. I think he's grown as far as he's going to in the developmental brand. 
I think at this point you call him up. You don't have to put him in anything major. He doesn't have to shoot for the U.S. title or the Intercontinental Championship anytime in the near future. He's still young. The guy's what, 25 years old? Yeah. If that. Well, and you have a built-in feud with Ziggler if you want to just do that. And I know. You could run that back. it's, It's the new kid. Put him with Ziggler. But, no, they actually have history. Um, and even if that's just his debut feud and it goes two weeks and then you move him on to whatever side thing you keep him cooking in that's a great way to just built in boom he's on tv he everyone knows who he is you're all caught up or or you can put you can pencil him right in with um chad gable and otis and run a a modern version of the varsity club sure you know run a modern version of that He's the, I mean, Otis, I know is the big, the big lummox muscle guy, but Braun Breaker can be the big, the big badass guy of that team. And so he doesn't have to talk as much while he works on the rest of the pieces. Chad Gable, great guy to be around. Yep. That's a great tree to sit under. Mm-hmm. So. And hey, you know, nothing wrong with sitting in the shadow of Otis either. Nope. Four point Otis. That's right. Uh, so yeah, but I think we, uh, Rob, did you say all you wanted to say about Melon? Uh, why didn't say anything? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, and and Rob hasn't spoken. Go ahead, my friend. I'm, I'm gonna go in the other direction here. Uh, okay. I think Braun wins, and I think he wins for the very reason that he needs to stay there longer. And if he's gonna stay there longer, and he just turned him heel, um, you don't have him go out there and lose this match. Um, and I think you can get a nice few next few months with him and Carmelo, and then uh, one of them emerges from that as the champion, and then, and then whoever, and then the other person goes up. Uh, but I think, you know, look with Braun at this point, you know, it, like I said, it's it's crowded up there. They just had the draft. They're still figuring out what the heck they're doing with everybody. Um. So if the pro if if you believe that that he still got some more work to do, then I then I think you you he you'd have him do it down there, um, and then because when he comes up, you know, for everybody that comes up, look that presentation they do for you those first couple of weeks, um, it matters. It can it affects your whole career um, because they either present you as you know, here's DJ up from NXT. You know, we'll see what he does. Or they present you as here's DJ, and he's the next big thing in the wrestling business. And he's going to change everything, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think look with him, they obviously want him to be the lat. They want him to be the latter. And if you can't present him as that yet, then I, you know, and I look. I know I'm kind of. You know, Greg has disagreed with me on this, but um, you know, my belief is that if 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 you have somebody pegged to be the next, you know, top tier person, then if you can't present them that way yet, then you you should not bring them up there. Meanwhile, the only change DJ's making on the main roster is I'm changing out dirty towels for clean towels for for the real workers. <laughs> I mean, That's but, the only change I'm making. Yeah, I mean, because I, because I mean, because like, okay, you know, like Kevin Owens came up there the first night he jumped on John Cena. 
Right. Still a top three NXT debut. Right, but but it, and it also told it also told everybody exactly what this is. Right. This isn't some guy who's just going to be here wrestling matches. Right. Um. If you can't bring, you know, you want Braun to be at least a Kevin Owens level type of character, or if not higher, well, you ideally you want him to be, you know, Cody or Roman Reigns level type of person. Yeah. But if, but at the very least, you want him to be some a Kevin Owens level guy. And if you can't bring him up there like that yet, then if you can't if you can't present him that way yet, then. I would not bring him up there. Well, let me let me use let's let me personally, just me personally, use Roman Reigns as my example to counterpoint you. I didn't I've been I've been very vocal about this initially. Roman Reigns was my third favorite member of the Shield. It was Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns. And and there was a lot of times with Roman, like I saw the vision. But I wasn't feeling it. I'm looking at them like, they want this guy to be. You've got Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose who are already there. Roman was obviously still trying to develop and trying to become, you know, what would eventually become the tribal chief. But it just in my opinion of the Shield, he wasn't there yet. And while, you know, like I said, Vince being m- much more knowledgeable about this shit than I ever would be, saw the vision, saw what he had in Roman Reigns. I did not. But initially, I, I saw the shortcomings. And I agreed with some of the assess, early assessments of Roman Reigns. He was pushed too far, too soon, too quick. Um, and, and I'm seeing that with Braun Breaker. That being said, my point is, Roman getting up on the main roster and developing and flourishing and eventually growing into what became the Tribal Chief, I could very much see Braun Breaker taking a similar path. Getting up there, taking a year or two to find his footing, but then finally it it clicks, and then we're off to the races with the guy because that's what happened with Roman. With Roman, I'm like, I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling this. And all of a sudden, he had that first match with Brock Lesnar. I'm like, wait a minute, this guy is that guy. And where I will okay, where I will counter your counter (laughs) is that. This is like a catch as catch can podcast, pal. Yeah, man, we're, look, we're we're doing uh standing switches and you know all that good stuff here. <laughs> um, but the shield came in; they jumped on main event people. They jumped right. On, it, day one, they that they was going to be my thing. They they jumped on main event people from day one, and even if Roman was no Roman was not ready as a worker, um, as an individual, no, but as a group. They jumped on the main event people, and that part of the act was believable. Uh, that part of the act was there from the beginning. Right. There was nothing uh, about their presentation that didn't say the all three of these guys are going to be a very big deal for a very long time. Right. And then now, now I think Braun today is further than where Roman was when he came up to the main roster. But it's but it's like but like you were saying it's like it's basically it's like kind of like the opposite. The, but the opposite right now, the issue with Braun is can you present him? Can you present him as a top level guy to the larger audience and they believe it right now? Um, I would tell you no. Okay, and then so for me, that means he should stay down there. 
Um, and uh, until until you can do that, because that that's what your aspiration is for him. It isn't. I mean, and getting people to believe in the presentation is, you know, it, it's more important than the ring work. Because um, look, I can you know, I mean, now in hindsight. And, you know, she will tell you this herself even, but the 14-time women's champion was not, she will tell you herself that she wasn't, that, you know, um, she was still learning, she still had a long way to go when they called her up. Yeah. Um, and, but the one thing, you know, she was believable as somebody who could win all of this stuff from day one. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of the same thing with Braun. If you can... Um, because you want him to be that. You want him, you know, holding the universal title at the end of WrestleMania one day. Um, and for that, if you can't, pre- so he's not, you know, you, you know, having him feud with Dolph Ziggler and then go chase the Intercontinental title, and you know, that's you don't want to be doing that with him because it, it it gives the audience, you know. I mean, unless he's gonna come in there and like beat Gunther or something, right? Like you beat me too. And if he comes in and he's the guy that takes down Gunther, then that's he's the, absolutely solidified. Yes. Immediately. But if, but if he goes, but if he, but if they got him feuding with, you know, no disrespect to the Miz here, but they got him feuding with the Miz over the Intercontinental title. Yeah. That tells people that he's an Intercontinental champion. Um, Maybe I don't know. I, I would just tell, I, tell okay. me. Tell me with a straight face that Braun Breaker is the guy who's ready to carry the win of beating the guy who's probably going to beat the Honka Tonk Man. I, on Wednesday night, May 24th, 2023, absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. But can he be that guy? Can they package him into that guy? 1,000%. I'll say I, this is an unpopular – this is probably a controversial take. Vince McMahon would get him there quicker than Hunter will. Oh, no, I agree. Maybe. No, I agree. That's the only thing that's controversial at all. Cause, uh, well, because he would do the Roman Reigns thing, and he would just be like, look, look, pals, this, this is This is what we're doing. This yeah. is what we're doing. Sit down, take your medicine, and just live with it. Yeah. But I don't he, know if but Hunter's he would ready make to do it that. Work. Is Hunter ready to do that yet? I don't know. He's got to quit catering to that. Niche. I I was gonna say he you know he was the one who chickened out and had Cody lose at WrestleMania so no it was the right decision I can share with it you was. some I, I can share with you Stone Cold Steve Austin's take and he's one hundred percent right so we got a whole other card to go through let's yeah. move this along yeah yeah all right so let's now burn, let's burn through, through this one pals. Yeah, we're going to go through Night of Champions. Um, so we're I'm just going to go right down what I have yeah, here. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit last week. I think we can just do the, predictions this week. Yeah, exactly. So I got Seth freaking Rollins uh, versus AJ Styles for the first ever, uh, who will be the first ever WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Um, I'm going to go with AJ Styles. I think they, because Seth gets more out of losing. And because they'll just move AJ to SmackDown and do so, uh, Raw and do something weird where they swap somebody back to SmackDown and and this this draft honestly there weren't that many complaints this year you know I didn't see many people kvetching about the draft but now, so this retroactively will give them something to bitch about so you know what everyone wins yeah um, oh yeah so, I can already see AJ winning and the the usual blowhards. Well, what was the point of the shot? The fuck up. Right. And he'll and just he, shut he up. and the OC, 
he and the OC will go back to SmackDown, or he'll take he'll take the World Heavyweight Championship to SmackDown, hold it for a couple months, then Roman will take it off him. Don't no. you put that on us. Oh, yes. Yeah, so Don't you put that on us. And, and the best part is Roman will still be holding the WWE Undisputed World Tag Team Championships. What's so he going to do? Stra- strap the goddamn thing to his thigh? Okay, so that's like Laura Croft out here carrying Roman titles all over the place. Belts. <laughs> look, yes. look, look, I, look, I love Roman as much as you do, man. But that—that's that, doing too. Much. Don't wish that on the universe. That's doing too much. So, I mean, hey. But anyway, right. uh, yeah, Rob, what do you got this match? Um, just the opposite. I think you you do the you do you know this this is the sometimes a banana is just a banana. Just a banana. <laughs> and yeah. Seth Rollins wins. He's on Raw. Having. Because look, look, I will be one of those people if they have AJ win and you bring AJ and the whole group over to Raw after you just drafted them all to SmackDown. I will be one of those people, okay? <laughs> okay. I, I will be that. Even if they do something equitable for SmackDown immediately, no, like bring no, some, bring a whole group no, up. No, no, no. It's it's they drafted people a month ago, not even a month ago. You just drafted okay, well, Raw. That's and like I said, it was it was a perfect draft. There was nobody that we were like, oh man, that was dumb. And we always complain about something. Well, so yeah, okay, but, but, fine. But they screwed up one thing. Well, so so you think so so they should retroactively screw something up? Is what you're saying? Why can't we live in a utopia? Why has it got to be so dystopian? No, with I don't Jason? think they screwed up. I just think I don't care what the move is because they'll shake it out three months later anyway if it doesn't work. But make an equitable move from Raw or from NXT or some combination to SmackDown to fill that void, even if it's not uh, the same. Like obviously, nothing's going to be the same as Bullet the the, uh, <laughs> the club. Uh, so yeah, do whatever. I'm fine. Oh, I can see. Yeah. I can see so, the hell you know that will be. I want to see Twitter. them back on Raw running shit, and I want to see champion of the show. AJ Styles again because that was a fun, ton of fun. Well, but see, but but then you're depriving us of our AJ Styles Roman Reigns pay per view match, which is coming, pal. True. So, Come on, Jason. You got to think outside the box, Bubba. Yeah, I don't know. I I just we got to run back AJ and Roman before AJ finally calls it quits. I, t- I told you it can't be Seth. It's just hilarious. He's just a little brother again. I don't want to go on Twitter. Oh no, that's a me to- thing. That's oh, a me God. thing. That's not that's not to the wider audience or whatever. They, the WWE will keep on trugging. There have been there have been times where the like the other champion is definitely a B champion, even to the wider audience. This will not be one of those times. No. They'll feel closer than they have in a long time because of Roman and Seth's history. Frankly, the the same reason I make fun of it, people will buy it for legitimacy. It's yes. like, hey, those two guys are running shit again. All right, what's next? Oh, yeah, uh, Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. Cody Rhodes got his arm broken by Brock Lesnar. And that melodramatic son of a bitch did exactly what I was going to said he was going to do. And he marched his ass out there with Brock Le- with the sling. And, you know, I'm going to fight Brock <clears throat> Lesnar, blah, 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 blah. And then Brock, Triple H comes up at the end of the show and he says, you know, you don't have to fight him. You know, you don't, you don't have to be afraid. And... Cody Rhodes said, "God, Cody Rhodes, if not afraid, uh, Cody Rhodes will beat that guy's ass." And then Triple H said, "You know what? You're right. I did see that footage of you blowing up that statue of me. You're cleared. Have a great time. I'll tell Brock you're coming." Uh, so 
we're going to do this. And I think Brock Lesnar is going to win. And it is going to be hilarious. And we might even get, like, we might get to John Cena level uncomfortable um, with Brock, given this man the business. So I'm excited. Uh, DJ, what do you got? I loved the interaction between Cody and Triple H for much different reasons. It it was the longest of long-term storytelling. If you think back to when Triple H was still a semi-part-time active wrestler and he had that feud with Brock and Brock broke his arm. Side note, I hate broken arm ankle angles. I, I hate it because like two weeks later, they're back in the ring like nothing happened and nothing was broken. It just drives me insane. But anyway, they had the, they, it was a great callback to when Brock broke Triple H's arm. Triple H came out and gave this incredible promo about how I'm going to be the game. And it's, can I do it? And then it, uh, there's like self-doubt creeps in. He's like, but I don't know if I can. He's like, Brock Lesnar's just that good. And they called back to that on Monday night. And I thought it was great. I'm looking forward to a hell of a fight. I absolutely think Brock Lesnar's winning this one. And you're right, we may reach Lesnar-Cena levels of, ooh, <laughs> ooh. So somebody well, check on Brandy. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think it's, it's – Somebody – Libby's not making this trip. I don't no. Know. No. And, uh, no. Don't watch your daddy get massacred. Yeah, I think there's a shoot there's a shoot murder time, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, All right, this, podcast has, this podcast has a shoot bear. That show has a shoot beast, and they are going to let him go on, on uh, Saturday. Uh, so next up, we have the evil and vile and terrible Sami Zayn and his awful friend Kevin Owens uh, defending their uh, ill-gotten and wrongfully won WWE Undisputed World Tag Team Championships against the honorable and wonderful... The greatest tag team of all time, soon to be greatest tag team of all time, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. So they well, are gonna they are going to win one for the Gipper and win one for the Wild Samoans. And out. they are going to add to the collection so, of Roman. Flag so on the play. Flag on the play. Time out. Paradise. Flashpoint hasn't even come out yet. What fucking show are you watching? Did the timeline break and I don't know it yet? Jason, Jason. Yeah, what? Sorry, I blacked out. What no, happened? No, no. J- Jason, are you claiming this is like a stolen valor situation here? <laughs> hey, man. I'm just saying. We're, we're, the bloodline is, is due for a W at this point. It's been it's been bad though, over here. Because, I mean, cause look, look. I mean, look. I, I mean, look, I agree. Look, it's, you know, stolen valor happens in wrestling sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes people use briefcases and cash in on people when they're not supposed to, and um, you know, and I look perfectly legal for my end of things, Rob. Well, that, and, and and how did that turn out? It turned out what happened? What, what happened to her? She got put down like a dog. Okay. Anyway, honest to goodness, prediction here is I do think Roman and uh, Solo are going to win. Um, I think it, if it's, I don't know how it happens with the Usos, whether they try to interfere and it works, even though they kind of slip on the banana or, uh, they do interfere, it sucks. And they, the Roman and solo win anyway. Um, or maybe they interfere and they win and everyone's happy. And then for some reason, Roman sends, uh, I think it just ends with Roman and solo sending the titles back to, uh, their respective shows. 
Um, that's how we get to where we so desperately, as my co-host Rob has been banging on this drum for months and months and months, and he was on to it way ahead of everyone, uh, where we were kind of just like, oh, well, the tag team division's kind of stupid, and he's like, uh, kind of like, eh, and Rob's over here like, well, yeah, you need to break up the titles. So, yeah, let's break up those titles. Let's put down these awful Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and finally let them go into their off program where they beat the shit out of each other for six months. DJ, what do you got? Uh, I think this is your fuck finish match of the night. I think they find that we need to get the titles. We need a SmackDown champion, tag champions. We need a Raw tag champions. You are not going to get that with a def- with a decisive win from either side. There's some kind of type of fuckery here, and they end up splitting the titles and sending them back to their respective brands. Rob, yeah, I'm I'm saying that I'm rooting for whatever you can get whatever. Whatever outcome gets, can split the titles up, I'm moving for. Um, you know, and, and look, we know that they'll, you know, whatever happens, Roman will find a way to either blame Jimmy and Jay or chastise them, even though they did what they thought was the right thing. Uh, we know that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, you just, whatever outcome can get those titles split up is what I'm rooting for. There we go. All right, so next up, we have the Intercontinental Championship on the line with Gunther defending defending his championship against Mustafa Ali in a why the fuck did we book this match? Because Mustafa cut the promo of, you know, oh, I've been losing a lot these last couple months. I'm kind of a big loser. I would like to win one, um, and I'm going to do my darndest. Okay, well, I don't really see that happening, but I mean, maybe because I uh, like you guys. I think Gunther's on the way to beating Honky Tonk, so we're not there yet. Um, but maybe they just decided to pull the tr- pull the plug on Gunther, and Mustafa always gets a kind of a pretty cushy spot and a pretty good match, and a, maybe a good win, and sometimes a good win at, yeah, at the Saudi shows. So I don't know, maybe. Um, but I, I just didn't – I felt kind of queasy for Mustafa when he cut that promo because I was like, oh, man, buddy, you're – well, you're about to have your head bit off again. So, Rob? Well, okay, I feel more comfortable for him here than if Vince was in charge because I think if Vince was in charge, this would be Brock Ricochet again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel a little better about his chances of having a good showing in here. Um. So I'm thinking, you know, and so I think that's what I'm hoping. And then, I mean, now, I mean, Ali's not from Saudi Arabia, but, you know, he, of course, he is, you know, but he is a his, He's you know, a, Pakistani by way of Chicago. Yeah. And so. And Saudi, Saudi Arabia and Pakistan are best pals. So um, he's as close as you're going to get to a hometown guy here, you know, because, you know, Mansoor is not on the, who is, you know, not on the card. Um, so he's, yeah, I'm just, so I think he'll, look, he'll get a, he'll get a good showing. I think he'll put, you know, put a valiant effort. He'll do well enough that he gets a nice, you know, reception from the crowd, like similar to how Zelina did in Puerto Rico. Um, but he ain't winning. (laughs) I think despite, uh, Monsoor's, uh, heritage, it is uh, probably best with the character that he's playing right now to kind of let him sit this one out. Uh, DJ, you got anyone there? Uh, I expect a fantastic match. Um, <clears throat> I expect Gunther to win, but I, they're they're going to drag everything they can out of Ali. It's going to be good. 
Yeah, that's the thing. It is going to be an awesome match. I just feel terrible for Mustafa. Um, All right. So next up, I mean, we really do not – not to – I mean, not to lean into my one podcast who really hates women – or podcast co-hosts, excuse me, who (laughs) hates women wrestling. But there's not much to talk about here because I don't think either one of these titles are going to change hands. Um, We have the Bianca Belair versus Asuka in the Raw Women's Championship match. And the, we have Rhea Ripley versus Natalia in a, wow, totally throwaway WWE SmackDown Women's Championship match. Uh, I don't think either one of these titles are going to change hands. I think, despite my banging on the drum and making fun of you people through haha, now we have, there's again, once again, two women's championship matches on the card where a lot of you people were saying, yeah, they're never going to get women on the show. They're just going to say that to make us feel good. So, two women's championships Championship matches, boo-boo, stick your head and doo-doo. So, not going to change hands. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Natalia, please be less than 10 minutes. And Bianca Belair and Asuka can go as long as you you ladies would like. Uh, that's all I got to say about those guys. And DJ, what do you got? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I no disagreement on the title change. There's no title swaps happening with these either one of the women's championships. Uh, very excited for all four women. I, again, we're, we're making strides over there slowly, but we are making them, and, and change is happening over there. Much as some people may lament that or you know disagree with that statement, it is happening. Um, I hope that Bianca and Asuka get to have a better showing. I feel like at WrestleMania, they're just their chemistry was off. They didn't have a bad match, but they didn't have a great match. And from both women, I expected a great match, and I don't feel like we got one. So I'm, I'm hopeful that they're both able to find a better groove and another gear to work on and, you know, give us a better showing this time around. I think Natalia and Rhea will be fine. I think uh, Natalia, though she's quite a bit shorter, gives away a lot of height, gives away a lot of reach. She's rather powerful. She's rather strong. And I think that I won't say she could pound per pound match strength with Rhea Ripley, but she, she, she can sure as hell take as well as she can give. And I look for Natalia to have a, a good showing, not a long showing. I, I expect Rhea to make pretty quick work of her, but I do. I think I think Natty will muscle her around a little bit, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm not as down on Natalia as a lot of people are. Rob, okay, so I'm I'm not I'm never down on Natalia getting these opportunities because um, she look she's earned them and. Like I keep saying, if you want her gone that bad, okay. Um, who takes her place? And and, yeah. and who takes her place? Not not to get the yearly pay per view match. Who gets? Who takes her place to go out and lose to Aaliyah in three seconds, or to yeah. lose to Zia Lee, or to go out there and get beat whenever somebody needs a tune up match for the big pay per view match? Um, or yeah. who's gonna go over to Saudi and make your WWE SmackDown Women's Champion look good? In and in a match where everyone knows you're gonna lose. Um. Yeah. I mean, so if you who's want gonna do gone, that job? Well, I, well, I, I say I focus on like the the you know the losing the three seconds and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Who, who? Which one of your favorite wrestlers? You know that you want to take Natalia's place is going to do that. Okay. Um. That's what I always ask. Um. That being said, am I? interested in this match not really i mean it'll be fine um you know um but um i'm not gonna sit here and promise you that if you know 
nature's calling that I'm going to wait. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, you know, I mean, it'll be fine. Um, it, and I imagine that none of us will probably ever feel the urge to watch it ever again after Saturday, uh, you know, um, but um, you know, those aren't changing hands. We're, we're yeah, yeah, we pretty much said everything we need to say. And, you know, and uh, yeah, Bianca and Oscar, same thing. Hope you know that they could do uh, get a chance to do you know better than at WrestleMania. Um, but again, this is another you know foregone conclusion. I think uh, if Oscar was going to beat her, she would have done it at WrestleMania. Now, yeah. done here. Oscar and and um. Bianca is like I talked about last episode. Sometimes you watch a match just for the match, even though you know what the outcome is going to be. And this is one of those matches where it's like, I already kind of know who's going to win. I want to watch the match, just the match. I want to see the, the bell to bell product that the, the, the art that these two make on that canvas out there. That's what I'm interested in here. I'm not, I'm not invested in who wins or loses this match. All right, fair enough. And in the uh, our main event, I guess, because it's the last match on our on this card. Uh, even in, actually in the triple main event, which I'm sorry, can we take one minute to make fun of that? That is just a triple. That is so that's like, so. I that's we bull- all make a face at the double main event thing, guys. Triple I mean, like no. and and not just wrestling. We do it when UFC does it because they've done it a couple of times. They, especially when Ronda was around, frankly, they did that. Um, and it was still just kind of like, okay, we all know what the main event is. The, the main look, the main event is the last match of the night. The main yeah. event goes on last. The That's main event of, you know, WrestleMania 34 was Undertaker and Roman Reigns. Like, that's just it. So. Yeah, yeah. and it's so... Uh, yeah, we have the uh, sorry, we have uh, Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. Sorry, I buried the lead on that. Um, so this part. has been fun, and the it's been man, we've been watching like a choose your own adventure. Like Becky Lynch is getting to live her dream right now, man. She's having a blast doing this feud, and she's having a blast, and I think Trish is too. Uh, they're having a ton of fun with it. They're they're a little. Um, interaction on what was that monday where uh becky called back to the dog barking thing um that was just fun man they're having fun they're they're beating the crap out of each other they're making fun of each other and they're all having a big laugh backstage i bet um i think beck i don't see any single reason trish is gonna win this unless we are gonna have some sort of short trish real run um, which would be fun. Why? Hey, why not? If she's ready to go, we watch Edge do it. We've watched a lot of people do it. She hey, was listed as a as a part of the draft. She got she got yeah, exactly. You no, know, I brought that up when we talked about the draft a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. She was listed as part of the the raw draft. And um, yeah. And all the reports and rumors are saying this is going to go. This is not going to be a one off. It's going to run through SummerSlam probably. Uh, no, I don't know. Huh? You don't think it'll run to SummerSlam? We're only three months out, Rob. Yeah, June, July, August. Dude, it is. You it is got, June got, next week. Uh, dude, they weeks. can juice this for three months. For three months? The two of them? For, oh yes. yes. Dude, they can because they can spend a month with Trishan, Trishan friends versus Becky and friends, and then they can do a month solo, and then they can yeah, absolutely. For three months. 
Hell, you could yes. you could have Trish injure Becky, bring Lita back for like one month just to try and get her come up. And when because remember Trish attacked Lita, that right. that's part of the story. Trish attacked Lita. You can always you can burn a month with Lita coming back temporarily to mm. to, to confront Trish. Jason, I'm not saying it has to be great. Okay, well, I'm like, saying you, you got you've got you two asking more, you've got two B level pay per views between now and SummerSlam. Oh. Lita and Trish is not a SummerSlam oh. match. Lita and Trish is not a match at this point, man. No, it's oh, it's one week. God. It's one week on Raw as a throwaway like nostalgia Didn't thing. Didn't I just give talk you at the top of this show about seventy some god year old Alice Cooper? Going out there and still delivering. Okay. Look, hey, Alice look, Cooper look. can still get his head chopped off and make it look cool. Right, look, I look, can't look. say the same about Alita Salt. <laughs> look, listen, man. Somebody said she has to do one, but Trish is going to win it. Look, look, man. Listen, listen. Okay. No. You know what? No, 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 no. We saw that match a few years ago when Hunter and Sean went against Kane and The Undertaker. Okay? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and we, to be, we, I have never watched that match. And, or, and I won't because I nobody, nobody yes. speaks. There is nobody has given me one reason to say, hey, Deech, why don't you go check out that match? Everybody has actively said, nah, skip it. And, or, no, even, you need to see it. You need to see it. Sean's bald. Even the people Don't involved say. have all said, "Yeah, that was a mistake." <laughs> oh my god! Okay, but if no, if if you try, to, if you want to run Trish and Lita on a pay per view match, that's what that is. Okay. Yeah. And and look, look. As much as I'm supportive, as much as I've been openly supportive of the women wrestlers coming back to do the same thing that the men wrestlers do. Um. No. If 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 they go out there and crap the bed. If Trish and Lita go out there and crap the bed, and they deserve, then they got to get criticized the same way as the Undertaker crap the bed. I'm naming this episode "Rob Hates Veteran Women's Wrestlers." What? Right. What? You know what? Two point oh. Okay, look, listen. Man, look. So <laughs> returns are cool <laughs> for the guys, not for the women. Got it? <laughs> okay, listen. No, no, listen. Okay, equality means you get the same opportunities. It also means that you get the same criticism. Okay. Um, you know, in in this case, it is way more a side to side comparison than that joke led on. Like, yeah. it really is. Like, but, if um, if you can give Hunter and Sean and Kane and Undertaker the business for looking like fools out there, sorry guys. Yeah, and um, but at least give her the chance to go out and look like a fool. Are we done? I guess. No, I don't want to. Because I don't want to have that conversation. I don't want to sit through that match. You don't want to sit through that uncomfortable podcast podcast episode the next week? Why would I? I mean, there are some podcasts that would salivate at the idea, but we are not one of those podcasts that's like, wow, I'm really excited to get on here and bury one of the persons that, like, made me love wrestling. That's fun. Look, exactly. I I don't want to do that. and, And that's why I'm saying stretching this out for three more months because... As, you know, you got to get in the ring, and you know, um, and not I mean, just Trish do tag better. stuff like oh, is, do the hot tag and well, pop look, the crowd, and that, which is I fine, mean, which is fun, but, and I mean, I'll do it. But I mean, you know, um, you know, Trish was in that tag team match about a month ago, and and it was not good. Um, so you got to limit your times. Like you can put Trish in the ring, where Lita, no, you should not put Lita in the ring anymore. I'm sorry. Um, at least not, you know, I mean, well, at least, you know, 
maybe once a year or something. But I mean, you can you can put Trish in the ring more often. By God, we're not going to come out here after Lita shits the bed and bury her. We're going to bury her before she even gets in the ring. That's right. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, we are. Okay. I and 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 look, I'm sorry, but getting three months out of this means that. Yeah, no, because look, you you can have Trish win here, and Money in the Bank is in London. It's in the you know UK, and you can have Becky win in front of the UK crowd over Trish there, and you can put an end to it. Yeah, I, well, I think I think that's what I think that's what you do. You, okay, because if, if you're gonna take yeah. this off summer, if you're gonna take this all the way to August, and Trish got to get in the ring more times than she probably should, and 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 then by the time that you know, and and then you don't you don't want that. Um, yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't. Trish wins here. Becky wins in Money in Bank. Okay, all right. That's your that's your flag in the sand. That's what should happen. Okay, now I'm not saying they're going to do it, but that's what should happen. Because brother, if they are living to the finish line in August, (laughs) uh, I'm you know look you know me. I don't hand out participating trophies. I know you don't. If it stinks, it stinks. What's Rob's catchphrase? This is shit. This is shit. And <laughs> I think you. Look, hey, I'm sorry. You know what? The last time I saw Lita wrestle, sorry, this is shit. Oh. That's where I'm at. Hey, and then she can totally come back and surprise me and be like, oh, well, okay, maybe she just knocked all the rust off and I'm an idiot. But again, I can only tell you what I saw. So. Okay. All right. Is that about wrap it up for the card? Yeah, we're done. All yeah. right. Anybody got any last minute thoughts before we go around the room and say our goodbyes? Uh, Sean, Sean, look at me. No, Sean, I said, look at me. I am looking at you, Sean. Look at me. Oh, Jesus Christ. You need eight. That's a joke. My my expense as much as it is his. Sean, you need. This is the one time. Do not pick up the phone if Hunter calls. Damn sure don't pick up the phone if the old man calls. The hometown boys need to go over the end. Thank you. Have a good night. Robert, any parting uh, thoughts? Um, no, because because see, the la- last week when I when I when I started talking, when I didn't really have anything to say, I, I stuck. I ended up sticking my foot in my mouth. So, oh, Rob, we're already we're already in the oh, we, we've got the, wider, the taste the wide of world 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 is, is Lita and Trish suck, which <laughs> I think we were again a little heavy handed. The, the taste but, of shoe leather is fresh this week, my friend. Um, hey man, because you know, I'm but no, well, yeah, um, so I'm no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit while Good night, I'm, everybody. You're gonna quit while you're ahead. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, my only parting thoughts are this because we made it all the way to the end of the show and I have not plugged the merchandise. Why don't you take yourselves over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot from there. You can pick up an official Mindless Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. I'm wearing ours tonight. I'm wearing it in soft style. My skin is thanking me. Your skin will thank you. We will thank you. Pick up a t-shirt. Incredibly cool design that we all three kind of had some input on. Uh, I have an artist friend over in Ireland who's kind of put the whole thing together for me. My friend Liam, I thank him for that. Uh, Thank my co-hosts here for their input on on the design. We had a lot, you know, it was cool. It was was a cool little moment. We put our heads together and come up with something we all agreed on. Go check that out at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. That is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast official t-shirt by yours today. You have been listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the Chair Shot Radio Network. 
I'm DJ. Remember, you can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring or out till next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.